Welcome to Manifesting 101, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Fitton, everyone's favorite mind shift mentor, shifting your mindset in the big five areas of your life, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally. That's it. We're shifting. Um, the purpose, my purpose in Manifesting 101 is to obliterate, abolish, destroy legalistic and religious constructs that keep us believing that poverty is a standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. We were meant to live a life abundant. And if you want to find out more about me, you can do that at KimberlyFitton.com. You can also shoot me an email at info at KimberlyFitton.com. I'm on all social media platforms. I know that you know this because y'all be hitting up them DMs. Um, sharing and connecting with me about how you happen to stumble upon this podcast and how life-changing it has been. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, supporting me, for sharing your journey with me, for making your world better and the world of the lives around you, for leaning into this domino effect um, that the divine has set in place for you. There are so many of you who I have been graced to know, to connect with, and to love, that I am a part of your before and after story. And the after is just during your journey. There are some of you that like were hopeless, lost, um, suffering from the wounds of traumatic experiences, wanting more out of life, wanting more for your family, wanting to leave legacy, and you didn't think you could do it. And saying yes to the journey, you've proven yourself wrong and the divine right. Everyone is necessary. And I'm so happy to be a part of this process. So happy to be the co-laborer with the divine that's created this podcast that is in the top 5% of podcasts on Spotify of most shared um, and most listened to. That's crazy, y'all. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I remember thinking, man, I'm not, I'm not a big enough name. So like when I saw the Spotify stats, I'm just like, I know so many other podcasts that are super duper popular and famous people and, you know, (laughs) um, bestsellers of books, you know, like who am I? Like who's listening to me? And I remember the Lord telling me, mind your business. All you have to do is hit record and my work will always succeed. My plans for you will always succeed. And this is a God's idea birthed in a time of solitude and honestly, damn near depression Um, because we were in shelter in place and I am single. So I, I was by myself in shelter in place and It was a very humbling experience. And I remember one time, like at 4 a.m., the Lord was like, get up and record. And I remember I was like, wait a minute. We already tried this, God, and it did not work. I already tried this podcast thing, and it didn't work. Um, You want me to do this again? I didn't change the title. I didn't do any of that. I kept the title that I was given like a year ago. And I remember I recorded one episode and five people listened. It was very much so like when I started going live on Facebook, um, except for I had more listeners on my podcast than I did when I first went live on, on Facebook. <laughs> so, um, 
And, and the Lord was like, just do it. And I said, what am I going to talk about? And literally, it was the same plan as when I went live on Facebook. The Lord was like, I'll give you the words. And that was life changing. In April, we celebrated three years. And we have over 60,000 listeners. We're in every continent. Countries I didn't even know existed. And it's just a super blessing. And I guess I'm already into our 15 seconds of gratitude. Because always we do more than 15 seconds. But giving thanks reminds God of who he's always been. His immutability and that he cannot fail. And it's opens up our portal, right? Opens up an avenue for us to receive, to be tuned in, tapped in, turned on to the frequency of heaven so we can be discerning on where our blessings are coming from, who to speak with, who to encourage, who to uplift, even what to listen to. Literally, that's how you found me. It makes sure we're in alignment. Gratitude is the key. Um, There are many, and I tell you, that all prosperity starts with gratitude. I, I tell you, all prosperity starts with gratitude. So if it's your first time listening, we're going to give 15 seconds of gratitude. And I started with being thankful for this podcast. I want to tell you that I'm so grateful. This morning, my 15 seconds is I had a birthday on the 15th. And I'm 45. I am the most youthful looking 45. <laughs> And if this is what growing older looks like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the wisdom. I'm thankful for the wisdom. I'm thankful for the experiences. I'm thankful um, that all of my faculties are in order. And I'm super grateful because I sustained an injury on the 3rd of May. Um, a workplace injury um, through an aggressed student. And what the doctors came back with, um, with my rotator cuff, um, it's their educated guess, right? Based upon their practicing of medicine. And by all, all rights, you know, I'm grateful because I have two tears, complete tears. There are four, um, tendons, they said in your rotator cuff, and there are two completely torn and a third partial. And I am walking around here, swinging my arms, doing, making it do I'm lifting, I'm doing what I need to do. And by all rights, I shouldn't be able to. And I'm super grateful for my body, the resilience, God's keeping power, his healing power, his sustaining power. I'm super grateful for every doctor I've seen. I'm super grateful for the children that I steward over at my school. I'm grateful for the parents. I'm wrapping up my first year as head principal. And it's been an amazing year and God is super good. I have no idea what it takes my body to do what it does for me on a daily basis. And I give thanks for it. I give thanks for it. I give thanks for every faculty, every limb, every use, every artery, every vein, every toe, every toenail. I have no idea what it takes to hold my body up. And so I just love vomit this morning. And I just thank it for co-laboring with me and being a create part of the divine's creation. I think it's totally awesome. You guys see it changes your chemistry no matter what giving thanks. It changes your chemistry. 
I have something super important to talk to you guys about today. Super important. We're talking about the importance of death. And I'm using one of the most overlooked parables <laughs> in the Bible. But this episode is going to explain to you why things end and why it's necessary. I got some super amazing facts for you. And so I'll be back right after this message. Alright, so if you're like me, um, when things begin to happen in your life, the first thing you ask is, what the hell is going on? And this has been in every stage of my life. I talk to God differently. Um, we just have a our own intimate relationship, and I come to Him fully transparent um, and there used to be a time where I used to be like, no, you know, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm not going to complain. Um, God's too busy for these questions. And then through my studies, I learned that questioning God is a thing. You know, how else will you get direction if you don't ask the questions like this? So that's so legalistic and, and, um, it's such a legalistically rooted, um, barrier that doesn't even need to be there because when I was growing up in church, they're like, don't you question God. And literally though, um, if you open up the Bible, you can see it, you know, that they, God gives a directive and there's a question. I mean, one of my favorites is like Gideon. He questioned God the whole time and like testing him. Like, well, if it's really you, then go ahead and do this, 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 and then I'll believe it. Go ahead and read it. You're going to love it. You're going to love the story, story of Gideon. Anyway, um, when it seems like everything is falling apart in your life, it really is coming together. And one of the biggest things in manifesting that people forget is in order for something to be produced, something must die. It is literally as Elton John says in, in the Lion King, I want to say it was a circle of life or is that Tarzan? I don't know y'all, whatever. Some Disney movie. I know that it was Elton John that sang the song, um, the circle of life. Um, death is a part of that. It happens in the changing of seasons, right? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter is like, um, when it's buried, right? By covered by snow. Um, and it looks like it's yuck and freezing for us, but there's something happening in the ground, right? Um, there's nothing in the ground though, without the fall. And what happens in the fall is that things begin to fall off the tree, right? Um, fruit, um, leaves, um, they go into the ground and do you, do you think that there's a seed that falls with them? Yes. There is. And that seed then is covered by the snow. And the snow is water. It melts. It's keeping moisture in the ground, which allows that seed to go deeper and take root. And there's a growing process that's happening, right? And then the spring comes. We start seeing the budding. And then the summer, you know, the cycle starts again. But there is no cycle without death. In manifestation, we have the idea when we first start out, we want this thing, right? We have the desire and you all, the desire is not the divine's desire. What you desire, it's a very temporal thing, a very material thing. And I'm not trying to be shady. Um, you want more money. That's temporal. When you die, 
You don't take the money with you. Now, I've heard stories about people being buried with their money, but literally it decomposes, right? So you can't take it with you. It's not going to get you access into some club at, you know, when you die. <laughs> so um, relationships, those are temporal. It's They're temporal. People have the propensity to change at any moment. Home, that's temporal. And these desires are important. And what happens is that um, these desires are used to draw us in to our highest good. So that the divine can continue to do what he does best, which is grow us and we evolve. And so when relationships decompose, right, when they die, we, it's heartbreaking. The end of a thing is heartbreaking. And sometimes things have to end in order for them to be brought back in the right way. Your old mindset must die. Parts of you must die in order for the desire to manifest because the you that exists with your desire fulfilled is different than the you that exists right now. And so I'm going to be using the parable, most overlooked parable, um, John 12, and it's in verse 24, but I want to give you some context. So look, um, Jesus is sitting at a table, right? And he's eating. Um, it's six days after he raises Lazarus from the dead. Okay. And he's Mary and Martha are doing their thing, you know, um, but what's so crazy about this is like Lazarus was dead and Lazarus is Jesus friend. He's grieving him. He raised him from the dead and, and Lazarus at this table eating, read the John 12 passage. It's like super, it's super informative. So here's Jesus. Um, the carpenter's son from Nazareth, which like, is like, think of Nazareth as a trailer park. Okay. It's like, nobody is clamoring to, you know, they're not breaking their necks to go holler at somebody from Nazareth. Like if this were a dating game and you know, you're on a date and the guy's like, you know, yeah, I'm from Nazareth. You'd be like next. Um, so think of Nazareth as like the trailer park of the city, Jewish cities. Right. Um, this is why, one of the rabbis asked, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Surely this person, this Jesus cannot be from Nazareth. Like it's like the armpit, um, of the Jewish community. So anyway, um, you have this person who is doing miracles that they've never seen before. Right. Um, Elijah raids the dead. Elijah raised the dead. Um, you, you didn't, you don't hear about this in the Jewish community other than that. Um, and so it's like, whoa, <laughs> um, who is this person? And so the head of the legalistic and religious regimes are just like, um, we need to kill him and we need, we need to kill Jesus and we need to kill Lazarus because, because Lazarus was raised from the dead. Like that's why so many Jews are now believing in this Jesus. And I just want to pause and say this people will see you walk on water. And say that it was the water that raised up to your feet, not you walking on it. You know what I'm saying? Like unbelief is so deeply rooted. Jealousy is so deeply rooted that you will have freedom looking at, you will be looking at freedom in the face and call it a jail cell. This is what I've realized, um, 
that when good things are happening, people are so used to the bad. People are so used to being limited. People are so used to living a mundane life that when something extraordinary happens, they tend to like piss on it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, these are the things like that boggle the mind is that instead of rejoicing that this person is alive, you want to kill them simply for being raised like Lazarus had a choice. And instead of rejoicing in the fact that something good has come out of Nazareth, the Pharisees and Sadducees become very territorial because they start to ask themselves a question, well, where do I fit in? Because I can't do any of this. The truth is they could have though. Because if you look in the passages of the Gospels earlier, it talks about how Jesus gave his spirit to the disciples and they went out two by two working miracles and teaching the gospel. <laughs> If you surround yourself with impactful people, you will become, <laughs> you got it. Finish it. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And still not even what I'm talking about. So I just want to give some context. Um, this is, he's eating and this is, this is when Jesus goes in front of the people. It's what we typically call Palm Sunday, right? He's riding a small little donkey and people are laying down palm leaves saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, you know, glory to God in the highest, you know, this is him, right? But before this, he says in verse 24, he's foreshadowing his death. And John 12, verse 24, it says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. What must happen in order for it to produce many seeds? It must fall to the ground. Of course, he's foreshadowing his death. But in him dying, many are born into limitless, everlasting life. I mean, we are the products of it. I'm definitely a product of his seed falling to the ground. <laughs> Understand that if it's for, if it's the same for G, if it's for, if it was true for Jesus, right? The divine, then it's true for us because we are seated in him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We are seated in heavenly places. Like we are spirit beings experiencing a human existence, right? We are not, it's not the opposite. Okay. So if he could do this and he even says greater work shall you do. Now, there's a theological debate that when he said greater works, he meant salvation. But how can this be? Because when he was done um, dying, like the, it's at the finished work of the cross. So listen, I, what are we doing? <laughs> the greater work is, is a greater work, even more, even better than what he did. It's, it's, the, it's a typical story of evolution, right? We get better and better with time. People are living longer. We are evolved. Why would that stop um, from a spiritual aspect? So when you think about manifestation journey and we don't want pain in it, we don't like things ending, but if we look at things as Jesus is talking about in this parable, from that perspective, oh my God, it would be so much better. So listen, I had to look up statistics and bear with me, bear, bear with me like while I look up these statistics because it was really, really cool. So I looked up on um, particularly Nebraska wheat. So in a, in a grain, right? In a kernel of wheat has a propensity to produce in one pound, 10,700 seeds. Are you listening? 
whenever Jesus is talking about a parable, pay attention to what he's comparing the thing to. It's like the mustard seed, right? Why would he use faith the size of a mustard seed? Because he wanted to show us just how little faith we need in order to move a mountain, in order to do a big thing. It takes very little faith and it still takes faith. So in this parable, he says a kernel of wheat. Um, in some versions, it says a corn cob, like a cob of wheat. Um, because if you look at a corn cob, right, it, he's talking about the structure of it, right? So the seeds are layered just like they are in corn, but in wheat. When it falls to the ground, it's not dead. The seed goes into the ground and it begins its process and then it produces sometimes three million cobs of wheat 10,700 seeds per pound. Huh. Now you understand why harvest is such a big deal in parables when Jesus is talking like in the Bible period. Your manifestation journey, I want you to think of yourself as a kernel of wheat. You must fall to the ground. The job must end. Why? Because it's small. It's a small piece of it. And there's another piece that the divine wants you to experience. You lost the job so you could go back to school. You went back to school so you could do what you love. You're doing what you love so you can touch the lives and produce many seeds. But before that, right? <laughs> you had to fall to the ground. You lost the job. You started your own business. You started to, you know what I mean? The relationship ended. It broke your heart. But had you stayed in that relationship, you wouldn't have evolved into who you needed to be. Maybe you were people-pleasing. Maybe you stayed in it too long. Maybe it was a trauma bond. It had to fall to the ground in order to produce the you that exists now. I will use my own life as an example. 16 years relationship, engaged for five. It had to fall to the ground. And when it fell to the ground, I literally fell to the ground on my face and asked the Lord, I'm, I'm really sick of my life right now. Like I've tried and I've tried to be successful and I've been turned down for every interview. Like I've been turned down for every position and I'm just trying to figure out why I'm not good enough. That was my falling to the ground and it produced many seeds. It produced three books, a fourth on the way. It produced a, a Facebook live. It produced ministry. It produced this podcast, many seeds. You get it out of one seed, one relationship failed. It had to fall to the ground in order for my evolution to begin and for many seeds to be produced. This, I've had many of things fall to the ground and many of things have been produced from it. I want you to take the time to look at death in another way. I'm not talking about when you leave this earth. And I remember being afraid of death for a very, very long time until I remembered that. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. And life doesn't stop. My purpose doesn't stop when, my, when this body of dust returns to the ground. Because I'm a spirit being. When relationship ends, I have a tendency, my, my area of progression has been in not looking back, not operating in regret, um, tripping over what's behind me instead of moving forward. 
those things fall to the ground. And I challenge us, just as I've been challenged, to look at it with great joy and say, I'm excited about what you're doing next. I'm excited for the seeds that this one kernel of wheat will produce. I'm excited for the change. Because look, your his record is good with me. Like anytime something has ended, my life has been made better. I cannot argue the stats of my God. Like I cannot. Like God be Godden all the time. And it doesn't make sense to me while I'm in a thing. But baby, when I'm out of that thing, oh, it makes perfect sense. I can see him all up and through it. And I want to give you the opportunity to see what God is doing by looking back over your life and the things that you've hated the most. Because we don't like change. We like some change. We don't like it. For the most part, we don't like it. Because the womb of comfort is a great space and place. But there's no growth and comfort. There's none. And when you look at the ways that you thought you wouldn't make it, um, um, the job you thought you wanted, the relationship you thought you wanted, the um, position you thought you'd be playing, you know, like the people you even thought you'd, that would be in your life forever. And when those things died, when this, when they fell to the ground, look at the seeds that were produced. Look, look at it. Let it die. Manifestation takes death. And I challenge you to let it die. So I want you to do an activation with me. Look at the thing, the person, the situation, the position, whatever it is. That you've considered a loss. I want you to see it this morning in your mind's eye. Breathe in. Breathe out. In. Out. One more time. In. Out. You see the thing in your mind's eye? I want you to love bomb it with the color of your love. Whatever color it is. Love bomb it. Blast it. Inhale. Exhale your love on it. Blast it. And as you see your love bombing this person, place, thing, object, position, whatever. Now see it change to a kernel of wheat. And see it falling to the ground. Once it falls to the ground, see the seeds going all over the earth. Breathe in. Exhale, love bomb the seeds going into the earth. And I want you to see new budding, new things sprouting up. Opportunities, people, places, ideas, strategies, friends, whatever. I want you to see your harvest from this seed falling to the ground. And I want you to see it stretching as far as your eyes can see into the horizon. 
Now I want you to see the color of its love coming back to you as a rainbow. Inhale that love. Now exhale your love onto the field. Lord, I'm so super grateful for this time. I thank you for the things that must die in order for there to be life multiplied. I thank you for this parable in John 12. I thank you that you have reminded us of the cycle of manifestation where things must die in order for it to bloom again. And there could even be relationships that ended that had to die in order for them to be resurrected the right way. And so any relationships that you are operating in reunification, we give you thanks for that right now. We give you thanks for the ideas, the strategies, the businesses, the promotion, the freedom through a seed falling to the ground. It's one single seed that we believe by faith, even with a small amount of it, <laughs> is going to turn into an innumerable harvest. Amen. Listen, this has been a wonderful time. I want you to have an amazing day. Listen to this as many times as you want to. Do the activation as many times as you like. And as always, if it has blessed you, you can go ahead and um, sow a seed. It's um, Cash App, um, dollar sign, capital K, capital F, Kimberly Fitton. It's a whole word, capital K, capital F. Um, you can also like send via PayPal um, at kfitten88 at gmail.com. I mean, you can find me. Also, I want to give a super duper thank you to everybody who um, supported my tea and coffee ministry. That's all I said. If you wanted to bless me on my birthday, you just, you know, cash at me some tea and coffee money. Y'all, thank you so very much. I appreciate it because the ministry of coffee is important. Coffee matters. Coffee matters. Coffee matters. And I just thank you for loving me. <laughs> enough to support that passion have an amazing day wherever you go wherever your feet tread know that you are great and you are worthy you are necessary and you are amazing